Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday the 6th of April. The World Trade Organization, World Trade Outlook, has warned of subpar trade in the global economy in 2023. To counter this, the World Trade Organization has recommended a wholly unrealistic investment in multilateral cooperation. This seems to ignore the realities of the modern political era. There are three reasons that global trade is likely to decline. Cyclically, the surge in trade as a share of GDP, to an all-time high indeed in 2022, was driven by an extreme shift in consumption from services to goods. Services are not traded in the way that goods are traded, and if a higher proportion of GDP is being spent on goods, trade will inevitably rise as a share of GDP. Now, however, spending on goods is normalising. That will take the trade-to-GDP ratio back down from its highs. Then there are the two structural forces of deglobalization and localization. Neither of these happen overnight. It's foolish to look for companies shifting production in months rather than years. But both have been accelerated. Deglobalization is political interference in trade with tariffs, embargoes and similar measures. This is part of scapegoat economics and prejudice politics. When structural change creates problems at home, blame the foreigner. The British have been blaming the French for everything that goes wrong for almost a thousand years. It's a strategy that often appeals to the domestic audience. Second, there is localization. The fact that technological change means it may be more efficient overall to produce goods locally, largely because waste is reduced and distribution of goods is more efficient when they are produced close to the customer base. Deglobalization is inefficient and inflationary. Localization is efficient and deflationary. And both will likely reduce the trade share of GDP. German February industrial production data came in somewhat stronger than expected, although expectations were quite widespread for this. Of course, the previous month's data was revised up, as is traditional with German economic data releases. The issue with all the production data is not that supply constraints are disappearing, because in many cases the supply constraints were something of a myth, or at the very least exaggerated. The question is, with the increase in production at a time of slowing demand, how will excess supply impact the economy in the future? From the United States, we have initial jobless claims data for the latest week, and the Challenger Job Cuts data, which precedes tomorrow's employment report. There's been a lot of speculation about a cooling of the US labour market, and there are some signs of that taking place. But a lot of the reported cooling is in the fact that there is less churn in the labour market. People are staying with their employers for longer. Remember that announced job cuts by large companies are really just background noise in the labour market. Large companies are relatively unimportant. It's whether smaller mom-and-pop businesses are firing workers or failing and making all of their staff unemployed 
that really makes a difference to the overall state of the labour market. Ahead of tomorrow's data, there is the regular plea to remember that average hourly earnings are not wages, have never been wages, and are increasingly poor as a proxy indicator of wages. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.